Today, I have two very dedicated people from the medical profession to talk about a really important topic. How can we address the climate issue in the health sector? Join us for an inspiring conversation. This is The Evolution Show. Welcome to The Evolution Show. I'm your host, Johan Landgren. The Evolution Show is all about connecting the dots to see the bigger picture and address some of the biggest challenges and opportunities of our time. And today we continue to focus on the climate issue. In the previous episode, we talked with a new hot startup, Heart Aerospace. They are developing a new electric commercial airplane. And today we continue on the climate theme, but we look how we can address the climate crisis from a health perspective. And with me today, I have two dedicated people, doctors, that are looking how we can address the climate issue from a health perspective. Welcome. You uh, are doctors, or I can start with you, Stefan. Yes, you I, are. Uh, I'm, uh, I'm a yeah. pa pediatrician. Pediatrician, yes. yes. Uh, researcher as well. Yes, I am. And uh, I've been working with uh, children and uh, the last decades with children with obesity. Yeah. And. Uh, done clinical work in, yeah. in, in that field and also research in that field. Yeah. And Eleanor, uh, you're starting to become a doctor, a medical doctor here yes. in Uppsala University. Exactly. And you're also a board member at uh, Läkare för Miljön or Lä uh, doctors, Medical Doctors for Environment, yes. an organization here in Sweden. And perhaps we could start uh, with the organization and then move on to because why I, I came in contact with you because I read a very interesting article earlier this year in Dagens Nyheter, Sweden's biggest newspaper, where you connected with a big picture, you, you addressed the climate issue with the health issues we have with obesity and malnutrition. And you also talked very, a lot about a very interesting report by the Lancet. And we'll come back to that. But mm -hmm. perhaps we could start a little bit with your background and what you do at uh, this organization, uh, do Med Medical Doctors for the Environment. Can, you yeah. uh, we have been in in engaged in, in this organization. I have been, I don't know, five or ten years, something like that. <laughs> and uh, the reason is actually it's connecting to my way work with uh, children with obesity because uh, I, I in that uh, field I, I, I see that uh, there are a lot of problems in the environment that affect children uh, the food environment the transportation environment and that in, in Sweden many children have become obese uh, due to the env environmental factors uh, so um, uh, trying to prevent obesity. We have also worked in uh, the society uh, in public health uh, to try to um, do something about these uh, problems with food, uh, too much food, too much uh, sugar, uh, too much fat food uh, and um, uh, also with too much inactivity. Mm. So, th so th that's why I was very interested in the organization working with uh, environmental factors and health. Mm. Yeah. Uh, what about you? How did you get involved in, in this organization? And oh, perhaps a little bit also, why, why are you studying to become a medical uh, doctor? What's yes. your background? Well, I've always <coughs> been interested in nature and um, environment since I was at a young age. And um, so I actually started studying um, 
biology and environmental science at, at the Swedish Agricultural University. But then I've always had this dream also uh, of becoming a doctor and somehow contributing to people's health and global health. So a couple of years ago, I heard about doctors for environments and felt like an obvious choice of continuing my environmental yeah. engagement. Yeah. yeah I, frankly, I didn't know about this organization. I, I might have heard it some place, but, I, but I, it's not like the, in the, on the front of my, my mind, uh, the first thing on my mind when I, uh, you know, think about mm -hmm. doctors, but mm -hmm. it, it's great. So I thought that was a good yeah. thing as well. Uh, but you, you wrote an article earlier this year in May uh, where you connected the health issues we have. We, we mentioned obesity and, and the malnutrition, and you based this article with the climate uh, challenge we have, uh, kind of a big picture uh, address um, to connect all these things, these three things. And uh, you based it on a report that came out in January, I think, uh, the Lancet uh, Commission report. Uh, which was a quite comprehensive report. I I read to most of it. Uh, yes, yes. Uh, but uh, I think uh, you you can perhaps uh, tell us a little bit about the report and your article and you kind of uh, your um, your main points there. And yeah, uh, the report uh, came in, in in January, as you said, and it's uh, fifty pages uh, research uh, literature in in the Lancet, and and uh, I guess. Uh, few people in Sweden will read that uh, paper uh, and I, I thought it was very important uh, so uh, we started to uh, make some kind of um, interpretation of the study in Lancet uh, to give it to the Swedish public and uh, finally we ended up in this article in Dagens Nyheter uh, so we I think we worked with uh, this um, our paper for guess a month or something yeah. like that uh, to um, <coughs> in, in some way convey the ideas in, in the Lancet paper uh, because uh, I think the, the Lancet paper is uh, really um, extraordinary because uh, this commission uh, have been working since uh, I think uh, eight or ten years in the Lancet with uh, different publications on obesity they had uh, publications in 2011, uh, a, ser a series of papers, and also in 2015. But the same persons started to uh, change their way of a, uh, approach to obesity. And as you said, they tried to widen the picture and see the broad uh, picture of, the, of it. And mm. in that uh, connection, it is very important to look at what what uh, what has happened in on on the planet with the production of food mm. uh, there has been a great transformation in the way we produce food in in uh, from local to more global uh, industrial uh, production of food yeah. and uh, that has uh, been uh, uh, given us of course some positive effects with with more people having food mm. uh, but also uh, the quality of the food has been uh, affected and also um, the production of food has uh, been uh, mm. uh, troublesome for the climate with yeah. with uh, more uh, emission of yeah. carbon dioxide. Uh, just for those who don't know, I mean, uh, The Lancet is one of the most renowned scientific journals out there. You have Nature, you have Science, and they're up there. It's like very, very renowned. Uh, but as I understood it, in the last couple of years, they've been more focused on environmental kind of uh, 
broad big studies on uh, with uh, environmental aspects as well and which i think is a great thing because mm. we need this kind of big scientific uh, journals that's coming from perhaps a different background uh, to to lift up these uh, questions to, on the on the agenda uh, and i would just like to read a, a paragraph it's quite long but uh, it's kind of the introduction to this report and then we can move on from that but i think it's it's interesting because yeah l let the words speak for themselves and so I just quote there from, from, this is just from the introduction of the report, and they, they, I thought it summarized uh, kind of what we're going to, uh, what we have to address here. Uh, so I quote, uh, climate change can be considered a pandemic because of its sweeping effects on the health of humans and the natural systems we depend on. These three pand pandemics, obesity, undernutrition, and climate change represent the global pandemic that affects most people in every country and region worldwide. They constitute a, a pandemic or synergy of epidemics because they co-occur in time and place, interact with each other to produce complex sequel and share common underlying so societal drivers. And behind the report in the Lancet Commission um, that was founded in 2016, uh, you have many different experts from all over. So I thought it was uh, really interesting to hear that. But if you you talked about it a little bit, and if you break down uh, this and con connect back to obesity, what do you think is the key um, lessons from this report that you would like to to share with others? That you, if people perhaps won't read this whole thing, mm -hmm. uh, what would you? Yeah, what's your what's your thoughts? Well, while we have made very great progress in medicine in the last decades. Um, obesity has proven an increasing um, challenge and uh, many of the non-communicable diseases have increased um, such as diabetes for example and, and heart disease and this is of course it's, um, it's a challenge for the well for the society because it costs a lot of money and also it costs a lot of resources resources and um, at the same time the, the drivers for the obesity um, can be said to also be drivers for the climate. Mm. So, yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. um, yeah. Yeah. How about you? Do you have yeah. anything to add? Yeah, I, I mm -hmm. think uh, that's uh, the main point, actually, what mm -hmm. you're talking about. But I, I think it's also some kind of a positive message, because if we manage to do something about what we eat and transportation and uh, change our way, uh, that will also affect the health uh, because we will have better uh, food uh, and um, we can change food, uh, not as much meat. Uh, red meat is, uh, of course, not good for the health. And uh, we can also um, uh, change transportation. I mean, active transportation, that's walking, cycling and things like that are is um, more uh, healthy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I remember you had uh, I think three or four points in the, at the end of your article in uh, Dagens Nyheter, uh, where you you know uh, centered the, you know the, the conclusions from the report. I don't know if you want to continue, but with that because uh, I mean, how do we address these uh, issues with obesity, the climate, to un and also perhaps uh, um, understanding the big picture, which I think is the problem here. But we talk you, you mentioned also in the report in your article and in the report they talk about. We're, st we're studying things separately uh, instead of uh, looking at the big picture. 
So how we, how do we make um, climate scientists or the general public aware of both uh, the climate issue and uh, the issues we have uh, connected to, to uh, with obesity and um, malnutrition, for example? Uh, how do we um, present this in a way that people understand? It's uh, it's tricky, but do you have an idea? <laughs> well, uh, the, the article in the Dagens Nyheter was, was one way to, yeah, to absolutely. Uh, 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 make this uh, um, paper from, from Lancet known to mm. the public. But uh, we have, of course, uh, first of all, uh, since we are doctors, we want to uh, get our colleagues uh, mm. to uh, understand and look at this big picture because I think uh, uh, the health sector is very often looking in their own uh, field and don't look uh, in in a broader way on on their problem. Yeah. Uh, it's it's very obvious when when you see children with obesity that you also look at the society and and what's out there mm. making uh, driving the children to get obesity. But I think doctors in general could also look in, in the broader picture uh, be more interested in for example in public health yeah. mm. and and work with the regional uh, authorities in in healthcare yeah. Yeah, I, maybe i should just reframe the question i i mean i think when people watch this they okay but why do they talk about climate and obesity i mean it's it's pretty far fetched i mean they can perhaps understand that uh, you, you know you have already groups that are vulnerable to they have to move because of uh, um, changed habitat and changed environment and so on and that of course um, may uh, I, I'm not saying that I question that but people are questioning uh, the, the root causes of climate change and they might say okay indirectly it might come from climate change they're moving because of that uh, that affects their health and so on and so on uh, how do you uh, could you perhaps uh, elaborate or explain a little bit how do you connect climate change and um, obesity or, or health issues, uh, both perhaps in the short run, but also in the long run. <laughs> it's a tricky yeah. question, but yeah. Yeah, yeah well, I'll take one example. Mm. Uh, for example, the climate changes leads to higher grade of food insecurity, which means that we we can still here in Sweden get, um, get vegetables and nutritious food, but maybe in, in some low and middle income countries, uh, the climate change might lead to to whole uh, crops being destroyed and uh, that drives them to maybe they have to eat less nutritious because it's it's cheaper so there's also really a big um, equity problem mm. in this as well yeah mm -hmm. yeah makes sense definitely and yeah yeah and, and one connection is of course the modern agriculture which is uh, really uh, industrialized. Mm. It's uh, a lot of uh, fossil fuels uh, behind the modern yeah. uh, agriculture with emission of carbon dioxide. Yeah. Yeah. They have enormous fields with with crops and, mm, yeah. and machines yeah. uh, driving that. So so uh, and that kind of food is is um, uh, well, it, it's uh, not as uh, healthy and it's also also produced in another part of the world so yeah. it's, it's we'll, we'll come back yeah. to that uh, yeah. in more detail in the next part of the uh, of okay. the conversation there's yeah. no problem and just mention it so people know that we are not going to leave that out definitely not because it's a huge part of the health sector as well um, the emissions and the oil oil dependence there 
But uh, how about your colleague in general? If you talk about, let's say, doctors, medical doctors, um, when you have your fika uh, or whatever, uh, or talk with them um, about climate issue, perhaps, uh, how is how would you perceive it? what's the what's the awareness among your colleagues, and uh, do they talk about it more now because of let's say call it the Greta moment? movement um, or have they been talking about it are they frustrated or do they feel that they can make a change because it's in all sectors uh, i think we can make a change but it's people are perhaps frustrated or then don't know where to start get organized like your organization Läkare for environment um, doctors for the environment that's a great thing to start with but perhaps you know not all doctors are involved in that organization unfortunately so what's your What's the general uh, feeling amongst doctors right now, do you think? Well, I think we represent uh, different uh, kind of doctors. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a, uh, an old doctor yeah. <laughs> and you're a student, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and so I think it's a difference by age. Mm. Uh, in my gen generation, I, I think most uh, colleagues are aware of the problem. But uh, unfortunately, I, I think most of them uh, try to uh, ignore it or uh, do not do very much about it and uh, say that well this is a great big issue we we can I cannot do anything about it mm. uh, so I, I think that's um, unfortunately mm. uh, the the general opinion but on on the, on the other hand the re the greater effect I think also has uh, uh, affected mm. my colleagues uh, the last year mm. uh, so I, I think uh, perhaps they will change mind yeah, yeah well I think it's uh, it's similar in the students uh, many are aware many mm. most students are aware I think but uh, as in rest of society many think that it's it's in someone else's hands to mm. change the way we are living in society mm. um, but yeah yeah. It's definitely been an increased awareness mm. as well the yeah. last year. Mm -hmm. Yeah, th that's so so great to hear, and I uh, I think that's uh, it's it's uh, it's positive for the future, and I think it's uh, things can happen much faster than people think. Uh, when I talk about self-driving technology with uh, a friend of mine and so on, uh, and if we talk about AI, there are so many areas that, that things happen. It's sort of Nothing happens, nothing happens, and then everything happens at once. At least that's the perception. Of course, mm -hmm. there's been a build-up before mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. But those th that are not active like you, they don't see the change uh, or they, they don't know how to be part of it. Mm -hmm. But I think uh, that's a, that's a, it's great to hear uh, that uh, things are happening and hopefully it will happen even more. Um, so let's move on a little bit to, to your article and some of your points there. You, one point you make, uh, which is, uh, I think, very important, is that, of course, we have these multinational companies that are, uh, you can call it the drug companies, you can call it uh, um, the medical companies that are producing all the products in, in, in different ways that you provide your doctors with the tools and things you need. Um, how can we change that in terms of uh, carbon footprint, if you will, um, or um, you making doctors we've talked about it just about uh, you know making doctors aware uh, of uh, how dependent they are on certain products and maybe we can change substitute those product products use uh, things in a more energy efficient ways way um, what's your idea on that it's a big question we can st start with the multi uh, multinational companies their role they play in in setting the agenda of course um, for the climate issue because yeah 
Mm. I, I mean, uh, in, in this case, we talk about uh, food. Yeah. Yeah, and and uh, there's a term big food. Yeah. Which is uh, uh, stands for uh, all the big producers of uh, food in in the world, mm -hmm. and uh, they are have of course an enormous power and uh, good economy. So mm -hmm. they try in different ways to uh, promote their own products. Uh, uh, and uh, their products are not always healthy and uh, it's enormous amount of money they spend on lobbying for mm. example uh, I, I've uh, we had this uh, European Union election mm. and there was uh, there were some papers on in in the DN about the lobbying and it's uh, they spent many millions of euro on on uh, lobbying uh, I saw that uh, sugar companies or uh, companies uh, selling uh, Coca-Cola and drinks like that, uh, they, they put quite a lot of money in, in lobbying in the Euro European Union Parliament. And uh, uh, I think that is, of course, that the, the, the Lancet paper points out that this is not fair and uh, this should in some way be regulated uh, or even stopped. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think there's a really interesting question being asked in the Lancet report, which is who does our food and economical system ultimately serve mm -hmm. and for what purpose? Mm -hmm. And uh, well, it's a question, do we do we want the big, the few people and the big food to get richer or do we want mm. global health for, for people and for the planet? Mm. Um, as doctors, we like to advocate for people living healthy lives and um, doing more physical workouts and um, but that's really hard in a society that's um, the report says obesogenic mm -hmm. it's really easy to make those choices based on commercials for example and lobbying mm -hmm. to make choices that, that are bad for our health and for the environment mm -hmm. so there really needs to be a system change yeah. to make it easier for people to well not be his. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for me, uh, I mean, encouraging physical activity and so on, that's only half of the equation. The mm -hmm. other half is just as important or perhaps even more important is our diet. Um, and uh, that can be a little bit frustrating sometimes that you, uh, if you go to a doctor, most of the time they prescribe you a recipe for, um, you know, working with, uh, yeah, you know, the, the treating you for what you have instead of uh, um, working proactively to prevent uh, me from mm -hmm. reaching that stage at, at, all, at, at all. And uh, I also think that sometimes you doctors lack the, the uh, you know, uh, information or education to understand this big picture we're talking about, understanding uh, the diet we need to have and so on. Or sometimes it's simply that doctors are not allowed or they're not, um, you know, it's not in their kind of um, procedure to, mm -hmm. to recommend that. So I understand it can be part of that as well. Uh, so um, so it's really important to address uh, our diet. And that's something we can continue to talk about uh, in the next episode as well. But, uh, and, you know, uh, we can move on to that, actually. What about uh, the choice we have between meat and greens and vegetables? That's a very tricky question or a very hot topic, but we have to address it. Uh, if we talk about the climate issue, we know for a fact that the emissions uh, from beef and dairy products 
are immense uh, in terms of land use and energy use. Uh, and then we come back to you as, as a, for example, as a doctor, it could be other professions as well, but you, you're meeting patients and people all the time with obesity and so on. Uh, and then you can, I mean, you could give the advice that, yeah, it's good for your health to decrease your, your meat diet and so on. And it's good for the environment and planet as well. Um, uh, and it's an advice I think I would, would like to hear from doctors more often. Uh, I don't go to a doctor, but, but I know friends and so on that uh, go re regularly to doctors and they don't hear that uh, mm. so often. Um, how about that? Do you, have you thought about this issue, you know, the, the dilemma, if you will, between the beef and dairy products that are dominating today uh, and encouraging people to, to eat more greens? Yeah, I mm. think it's definitely, well, there's a lot of evidence that it's good for your health to mm. reduce dairy products mm. and meats. Mm. Um, but I also think that we as doctors maybe don't get as much education as we would need about these questions. Oh. So maybe we don't know what to um, say to our patients. We have to follow the national guidelines, of course, and they say to eat less meat, mm. but we don't really have a number to say, like, don't eat any meat or just one beef a week. Or <laughs> so. Yeah, uh, on, uh, one week before the, the commission re report on obesity was published, the, the Lancet had another commission, the EAT commission, uh, which published a paper on a reference diet that uh, and the aim of, of that paper was actually to find some kind of diet that is healthy and that is possible to um, have in the future when the population on the planet perhaps will be 10 billion people. Mm -hmm. So, so uh, the EAT uh, reference diet uh, recommends just I think 30 gram red meat uh, a week or something like that. So, mm. so it's a, a very small amount. Mm. And it, it, it's well known that, that um, red meat uh, is uh, a problem for your health, mm. cancer, and also type two diabetes and, and things like that. So I, I think doctors should recommend uh, less red meat. Mm. And, uh, but I, I'm sure that most of doctors uh, they're quite uncertain about mm -hmm. this uh, working in, the, in this field because and uh, they always like to say go to a dietitian instead mm -hmm. uh, so so that mm. uh, is a problem yeah, yeah. For, for me that's kind of bizarre uh, yeah, <laughs> that yeah. it could be like this but yeah, yeah. i understand why it is like this but mm -hmm. uh, it's still <coughs> frustrating that uh, but we let's move on just to talk about something concrete um Let's say that you manage uh, to decrease the share of plant-based food in the production uh, to at least 50% of the global food supply. And people jump onto that train and accept that. Uh, how would that affect the overall health and emissions? I is that enough if we need to set bars or do we need to set bars higher? And what I'm implying here that as we mentioned there, the population growth, if you have today 7.7 about 7.7 billion people, and according to a recent UN report, we will grow to 9.7 billion people uh, in just a couple of decades. Uh, then we have we have a we have we have to make a choice here. Um, there is not enough space to to just uh, put on dairy and, and and beef products if we continue to eat like the Western kind of. Uh, um, yeah, lifestyle, like consuming a lot of meat. 
so uh, how do, do you have any ideas on that? How, how, I mean, this is of course beyond your scope as only as doctors, but in, in general, if we talk about looking at the big picture, um, do you see see any ways forward there, ideas or? Uh, you mean if if fifty percent is uh, enough or? Yeah, is, yeah, is, yeah, yeah, can, yeah. Can we just move on like we knew in this kind of slow pace, or do, do we ha perhaps have to make this kind of radical move where we say that okay, uh, we have to eat much more uh, greens just in yeah. order to survive for the global population? It's not a matter of health, you know. Skip that I issue. Just talk about can we survive on the on the food production mm -hmm. on the planetary mm -hmm. boundaries we have mm -hmm. i think i think it's um, uh, it, this is a global picture yeah. and i think uh, the europe and the united states mm. and north america mm. we should reduce our uh, uh, we should change i think more than 50 percent mm. we should change quite a lot because we are the ones that cause all, all these emissions and eat most of the mm -hmm. beef yeah. and, and things like that so i i think we should perhaps change to 90 percent or something yeah. like that yeah. mm. i i think on the other hand that um, uh, india they 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 don't eat any meat at all and and no. uh, they they eat a lot of plant uh, yeah. based food so so perhaps they don't have to change that much mm -hmm. so i think it's different in diff different parts of the world but i think the the most important thing is actually the so-called western world to, yeah. to change quite a lot mm. yeah i agree i yeah. don't know yeah. if 50 percent would be enough but no. uh, no, i took um, it just, just yeah. as an example <laughs> <laughs> yeah. there's definitely an equity aspect in yeah, this as yeah, well yeah, as yeah. You talked about. that's right yeah mm. yeah because um, yeah. we we are in the western world we are change uh, we are causing most of the the climate change and yeah. the emissions mm. but yeah. we are not the ones who are most affected by them no so. no no, <laughs> and, no and it's interesting if you look at china and india for example they are basically eating they have a vegetable uh, kind of diet uh, you know um to start from and uh, when they introduce the western kind of mm -hmm. uh, lifestyle consumption in terms of dairy products and so on and more meat you can also see how their diabetes and cancer mm -hmm. is increasing exponentially mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. obviously there is a connection there mm -hmm. yeah. uh, so i mean it's, it's it says for, i mean it's, it's it's yeah it's obvious mm -hmm. yeah uh, so there are good health aspects mm -hmm. to this as well so uh, yeah um so another question of, of course and you also raised it in your article is uh, how can we put pressure on the politicians is that something we should do and can we do it both as as of course medical doctors or people in general uh, to change this kind of as you say the balance between the, the big companies or uh, yeah the ones who wants us to um, to eat more meat and their products of course because there are very uh, strong interests promoting this kind of lifestyle or maintaining uh, business as usual as we have to kind of slow this change we already see in Sweden e eating more organic eating more locally produced food eating more greens which is definitely a trend here uh, I think not only in Sweden but in the western world uh, people are changing but it's it's happening slowly um, mm -hmm. so what's what's your thoughts that are there ways for you as a doctors to kind of uh, move up this question on the agenda or, or, or perhaps work among your your own kind of uh, profession to change and mm. many aspects on, on yeah. this one, one aspect is actually that the um, health uh, problems uh, cost money yeah and uh, the politicians uh, look uh, a lot at economy and uh, i think it's important for them to understand that uh, 
this kind of um, unhealthy food is a problem uh, for health and it costs money. So I think they should perhaps uh, put the cost of health uh, into other uh, economy uh, and the same economy discussion as uh, uh, the food production. Uh, they are not separate. Uh, it's a chain. It's connected in some way. So I, I think we could make them understand this. But the problem is that the politicians they are afraid of not being re-elected. And uh, so I also think it's quite necessary that we as doctors and as general public uh, take up these issues and, and start to change really. Because uh, so it's some kind of not top-down, but also bottom-up. Uh, I think both of these mm -hmm. uh, aspects are necessary to make the politicians take the right decisions. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, would, I, I would just, if you want to add, I, I would otherwise I had another question for you. Mm -hmm. I, I just came up with. Uh, do you want to add anything to what he said or something? That no, you, I no? think. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I was thinking you, you're a student now, mm -hmm. uh, and uh, if you want, if we're talking about uh, affecting others and so for the future, and uh, I mean, you as a doctor, as a new doctor, have a huge responsibility coming into this change. And as you mentioned, uh, Stefan, that there may be a lack of education. You also s talked about it. Uh, that you you don't learn so much about the difference between a uh, let's say a vegetable diet or uh, let's say a plant-based di diet and uh, eating more meats and so on and how what effects it has on on all kinds of things uh, both in terms of health of course uh, but also in terms of our um, resource or planet f uh, footprint so how do you think you can change could you as a student uh, affect that uh, your education or put pressure on that to change if not for you but for the next students that are coming because uh, you as the doctors have a huge responsibility if i'm coming as a patient and i already have all this you can just check everything are you eating too much meat i i'm not moving uh, uh, enough and so on and so on uh, if you don't you know give the advice to that person that you should you, you can do a lot of things uh, start with eating less than that and that uh, because that can have a huge effect on that person and, uh, mm. and many per people, especially if you're, uh, as Stefan has been um, a pediatrician. Pediatrician. Uh, yeah, thank <laughs> you. Uh, with, with young children and so on, uh, then you can really have an effect at an early age, mm -hmm. and that's that's really important. So, do you have any thoughts about that? How you could affect that, uh, perhaps with education or, yeah. Yeah, I think we need to make the change in many on many levels. Uh, of course, we can as students um, advocate for adding more nutrition facts and evidence-based nutrition science to mm. our program, but also also advocating for other, other students to become more aware mm. and also there needs to be a change in the guidelines mm. <laughs> that we have to follow and th there needs to be a change on many levels mm. in this, but yeah. we can absolutely. Yeah contribute to the yeah, change. Because I think, I think it, it can actually have a really big impact uh, mm -hmm. because in Sweden, for example, we, we all meet doctors sometimes in our life and definitely when we're young. Uh, and that's, and uh, yeah, if, if, and that's also kind of a traditional, you know, doctors are the authority. You, you accept the advice easier from the doctor than perhaps from, you know, a politician. Mm -hmm. uh, so you trust the doctor in general uh, or the nurse for that matter. Uh, so that advice is very valuable, I would say. Uh, to, to have 
mm. especially if mm. you're a parent mm. and mm. you you're I mean there are a lot of children that are obese at a young age and you need to hear that as a as a parent and you can I think it's easier to accept from a doctor a medical doctor than from you know a colleague or a friend saying I mean, perhaps you should do something with your child. She, it is, she is, or he is quite big. You know, he's not moving around and and things like that. That's sensitive, kind of a taboo, I think, for mm -hmm. something to talk about. But but a doctor can say that, uh, and it's easier, I think, for for the parent to accept that. I don't know if you, that's your experience, but uh, well, uh, it's it's uh, quite a tricky issue to to talk about yeah. uh, children's body weight with parents because yeah. uh, it's it's very sensitive mm -hmm. and and you have really to be cautious yeah. and not to put blame on parents yeah. and try to be positive and make them understand that they can do something mm. and they can uh, live healthier, but it's it's important for their child. So yeah. I think that's. Uh, uh, you you really have to step forward very cautiously yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. to do that. I, I would say that uh, to reach, I mean, the message in, in this paper from Lance that we were mm -hmm. citing in our paper is actually that there there are positive things coming out if 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 we change what we eat, if we change our transportation, that will affect health in a good way. And I think uh, that that's good for the politicians to have as an argument for change in the society. Mm. So I think uh, that's why I, I thought that paper was very in, in important in, yeah. in the mm -hmm. Lancet. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 Uh, I think uh, I've asked uh, and I've, I've learned a lot from this. Do you, do you have anything to add uh, if we talk about this report or something you, you think we haven't talks about much so much about um, when we cover the report or your article or or any message you have from uh, perhaps from your organization if you want to encourage others to to join your organization please share that with doctors and so on I think medical doctors uh, that might be interested uh, you, you the organization has been around since 1991 I think uh, yes 1991 and yeah. it, it started and it, you d hadn't heard about it and that's not very uh, I mean, I understand that because mm. it has been quite a little mm. organization. Mm. Uh, now it's actually growing with mm. with the young people coming to the organization, uh, and it, it it started out with with um, uh, such things as as uh, drugs and and uh, side effects of drugs and production of drugs and also chemicals affecting people's health, but also. Uh, cl climate problems w w was also in the beginning, but uh, I, I think the what we're talking about now uh, is more the climate change and these things. Uh, that, that's the major focus of the uh, this organization. Mm. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, if people want to join your organization as a medical doctor, where do they find or this this uh, site or this organization where it's easy yeah. to access? Could you? Like yeah, it's a homepage. Yeah, 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 yeah it's a yeah. homepage. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so it's, uh, if you say it in Lekere for Yeah, Google. Google it. Yeah, Google, Google. it. That's Google. right. Yeah. It's the easiest way Google. to do it. Yeah. 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 And we yeah. also have a Facebook page yeah. Yeah. where yeah. we yeah. put on yeah. important information. Mm. Yeah. News mm. and yeah. Yeah. And I, I checked out your uh, Facebook page yesterday and actually became a member. Okay. But I know, but I know that it was 2,200. So, I mean, it's not that small. So, I would say that. Hopefully, a lot of them are medical doctors. Mm -hmm. Hopefully, and then it's quite a lot of people if you look at that number in that aspect. I would say mm -hmm. so. Um, yeah, mm -hmm. I encourage people to check it out. Uh, 
thank you for this conversation. I think it's a very important one. Uh, as we always talk about on this channel, it's to see the big picture and understand it is kind of the main message here. So, and, and look at the health um, aspect is super important. Uh, so again, thank you for a really interesting conversation. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, if you enjoy this conversation as well, feel free to continue the conversation in the comments below. As always, we appreciate, appreciate your feedback. Was it good or bad? Uh, in the next episode, we'll talk about the health sector again, but then we're focusing on the fossil dependence and, and the carbon footprint we have in the health sector. And uh, I continue to talk about that with the guests I had today, with Staffan Morild and Eleanor Bay. So I hope to see you in the next episode. See you then.